Welcome to the Peebcast, brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. It is November 17th, 2021. Week 10 is in the books, and the playoff push is near, and it's getting real out there. I will break down some of the Week 10 storylines and let you know what you should be on the lookout for in Week 11. And of course, I will make my Week 10 picks and predictions. Football is here. Let's get it. All right. Well, I cannot believe that we are already through 10 weeks of the season. It's really crazy. It seems like we were just talking about, you know, team previews and the draft and free agency. We are 10 weeks in the season, which means we're over that halfway mark and teams are starting to fight for those playoff positions. And I think you could see this last week how teams were really I mean, really clawing and fighting. There, there were some teams out there that they were in some must-win games, you know, to to even being considered to be in it later on. And there's a whole group that's like right there in the middle. It's getting really interesting. This is one of the more interesting seasons I can remember. There, there isn't like one outstanding team that just is blowing everybody away. Uh, it, it, it's going crazy, but. I'm really excited about it, Uh, and with that being said, let's go ahead and let's do a little rundown of what Week 10 was, uh, and then we'll get into my Week 10 winners and losers. So first off, on Thursday Night Football, we had the Miami Dolphins beat the Baltimore Ravens 22-10. Baltimore falls to 6-3. Meanwhile, the Dolphins improved to 3-7. This is Miami's first home win versus Baltimore since Week 13 of 2015. So it's been a minute. The craziest thing to me in this game was how they did not respect Lamar Jackson throwing the ball at all. They lined up almost everybody up to the line of scrimmage. They were playing man-to-man on the outside, and they were just daring Lamar to throw. And obviously, they only got 10 points. So, And that's not... That's not going to win a lot of ball games, and the NFL is a copycat league. I'm really interested in Baltimore's next matchup, what that what the defense is going to do to them, because obviously it worked for Miami, and we'll see if another team is gutsy enough to try it uh, against Baltimore. But a uh, really gutsy performance by Miami. Uh, really great game. Congratulations to Miami Dolphins. All right, next up we had the Buffalo Bills beat the New York Football Jets 45 to 17. The Buffalo Bills improved to 6 and 3. Meanwhile, the Jets fall to 2 and 7. Buffalo has scored the most points versus the New York Jets Jets since week 4 of 1979. Put 45 points on them. And you know, I kind of expected that uh, and that's not to make light of the Jets, but you know, Buffalo played and lost to Jacksonville the week prior. They only scored six points, and I can imagine that they were very frustrated with that offensive output, and, well, they they took it out on the Jets. That is for sure a divisional rival. And now, you know, the Bills are right there, and there's another team there in the AFC East that's kind of creeping up a little bit, and we'll talk about them today. All right. We had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lose to the Washington football team 29-19. Tampa Bay 
falls to six and three. Meanwhile, the Washington football team moves to three and six. That was Washington's first win at home versus Tampa Bay since week seven of 2015. But they, they got out to an early lead. They forced Tom Brady into a couple early interceptions. One of them wasn't really Tom's fault, but hey, interceptions and interception, I guess. Uh, they really stuck it to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And now I'm almost wondering, is there some cause for concern? Now, I know about this time last year, Tampa Bay just got beat by the New Orleans Saints by a lot. And we obviously know what happened towards the last part of the season. And, and just keep that in mind. Now, it's not always how you start, especially in the NFL, right? I mean, it, it's a shorter season than baseball. It's a shorter season than basketball, shorter season than hockey. But it's still about getting hot at the right time. And I think there's some teams that are that were kind of struggling in that early part of the season for whatever reason. There's a handful of them that I'm going to have my eyes on for that last half push because there's a handful of teams that I think are potentially dangerous teams. And if they get hot at the right time, whew, they are going to be tough. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, now they've lost two in a row and they had just come off a bye week. So they lost to the, the New Orleans Saints. They had a bye week and then they lost the Washington football team. So, you know, that's three weeks of really, you know, having a, the – a loss in your mouth, trying to get healthy. Uh, they're, they're dealing with the injury bug there, but keep your eye on Tampa Bay. I'm wondering you know, how they're going to respond uh, when they got TB12 back there. I'm sure it's going to be in a positive way, but something to keep your eyes on. Next up, the Dallas Cowboys annihilated the Atlanta Falcons 43-3. to Dallas improves to 7-2. and Meanwhile, the Falcons fall to 4-5. and that is Dallas's largest margin of victory since week 8 of 2000, so 21 years. That's a long time. That's a really, really long time. Uh, it seems like they're kind of moving through, but the thing about Dallas, I don't feel like they've really been tested yet, and they're going to get tested this week. I'm going to have my eyes on them. Uh, I, I saw Dak Prescott mic'd up. He, he was really, you know, he's full of energy. It was really kind of cool to see him that way because I haven't really seen him uh, mic'd up other than in Hard Knocks, but he was he was hurt, so there was not a lot of focal point on him. Um, but they got a big matchup coming up this week. Things are going to get interesting coming up. It's getting very, very interesting. I mean, it's to the point now where I'm watching my iPad at night and it I wake up when it falls and hits me in the face because I'm watching so much football film. Uh, I feel bad for my wife. I'm sorry. You know how I get this time of the year, but it's so curious to me what what's going to happen and how these teams match up and what's happening week to week. And now, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's going on with COVID and injuries and, oh man, you just don't know who's going to be available. So it's, it's very interesting to me. And these teams are all bunched in together. You know, you, you're really right now, it's like two games, two or three games difference between being a first seed and being like right on the outside looking in, in the playoff race. And it's, it's going to get nuts. It's going to get really nuts. All right. Speaking of teams that are in the mix, we had the Tennessee Titans squeak by the new Orleans saints, 23 to 21. The Tennessee Titans improved to 8-2. Man, they are a tough football team. They just seem to 
to persevere through whatever they're going through in a game. They are a tough football team, you know, and they got their coach, uh, Mike Vrabel over there, who I like to call Chindiana Jones. If you take a look at that jawline, man, that dude has got a huge chin. Uh, Tennessee has now won six straight games, which is their longest, at, which is the longest active streak in the NFL. The Saints had their chance at this at the end, but you know Tennessee came through. They're going to have a tough stretch where they're going to kind of prove themselves a little bit. Uh, they already have proven themselves in the first half of the year, but they're going to be doing it without some key components there. All right, in the AFC South battle, we had the Indianapolis Colts best the Jacksonville Jaguars 23-17. to Jonathan Taylor, not Jonathan Taylor Thomas, but Jonathan Taylor, the running back, had one rushing touchdown. In seven straight games, which is the longest Indianapolis streak since 1980. And there's been some good running backs come through there. He looks good. He looks better every week that I see him. He just has, you know, you think about, you know, going into 11 weeks now. He just has this burst about him. He looks like an elite running back. Uh, If they can get into the playoffs, I mean... I would just feed him the rock, man, because I do not trust number two back there throwing the ball. He just makes some questionable decisions, and he's just so dang inconsistent there. And I'm talking about Carson Wentz. Uh, but congratulations to the Colts. They improved to 5-5. Five and five. The Jacksonville Jaguars fall to 2-7. and seven. They, they, I mean, the Colts jumped out to an early lead in that game. But Jacksonville, you can see that there's some fight in them. But, you know, it, it still looks like there's a, they're a ways off. Man, how do I talk about this game? The Pittsburgh Steelers tied the Detroit Lions. It just doesn't sound right. Like it's just there should not be any ties in the NFL. Like let them play. Although in that game, I will tell you, it, neither team wanted to win that one. They just kept fumbling the ball and giving the other team a chance. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, moved to five three and one. Meanwhile, the Lions moved to zero oh, eight and one. So they haven't won one. But they aren't completely losers either. Now they they have a lot of fight to them. As a matter of fact, they should have won a couple of these games. But uh, Detroit, that was the the first time that they've had fewer than twenty points in eight straight games. So they've had their offense cannot get going fewer than twenty points in eight straight games, and that is the longest streak in the NFL since nineteen eighty eight. And that's what you call anemic, ladies and gentlemen. Their offense is anemic, and I mean. When I did my preview of them going into the season, they didn't have any wide receivers because they got rid of them all. And then, I mean, this isn't all Goff's fault. It's not all Goff's fault. They have a good running back. You know, their defense has given up plays. You know, I, I do what I do like about the Detroit Lions is that they have fight. And no matter what week it is, they fought in that game. Yeah, they made mistakes, but they fought in that game. And they've continued to fight for their head coach. And that's something that I admire. Uh, It's not always how you react to when things are going great. Anybody can react phenomenally when things are going great. But it's how you react when things aren't going great. What kind of person are you? What type of team are you? What type of character do you have? Are you going to keep fighting no matter what is on that scoreboard there, no matter what your win-loss record is? I can tell you that they are, and right now uh, it's impressive to see them. They are they're gonna they're gonna win a game this year. I'm I'm telling you that much. The Lions will win a game this year, but 
and it's good. It might be against a really good team. You never know, but they, they have a lot of fight in them and I, I anticipate them fighting all the way through to the end. So, uh, but still tough tie by the Steelers there. That's a tough one. Next up, we got the new England Patriots crushing the Cleveland Browns, man, Cleveland, you just, you just keep doing this to me. You keep doing this to me. 45 to 7, the Patriots smash the Browns. The Patriots move to 6 and 4. Meanwhile, the Browns fall to 5 and 5. Uh, I'm off I'm I'm off that bandwagon. I can't I can't do it anymore. I can't. And this is not all Baker's fault. I mean, a lot of people want to say it's Baker. There's a good portion of blame that should go on Baker Mayfield, but not all of it. There's too many talented players on that defense to allow 45 stinking doggone points. Too many, too many. Mac Jones is the first rookie with three or more passing touchdowns and no interceptions in a game in New England history. There's been some good ones coming through New England. There's been some good ones. Now, Tommy Brady, he did not play when he was a rookie, uh, not in the regular season, but that's still very impressive. Watch out for the New England Patriots. Six and four, they're right in it. They are right in it. Oh, yeah, I said the Bills were 6-3 and three earlier. Oh, seems like we're going to have a clash coming down the line. They haven't played each other yet. They got two coming up, and those games are going to have huge playoff implications and divisional race implications. All right, we got the Minnesota Vikings who beat the Los Angeles Chargers 27-20. to Kirk Cousins has just been on fire, and especially on the road where he has 12 touchdowns to no interceptions in the five road games that they played this season. The Chargers fall to 5-4. and four. Meanwhile, the Vikings climb to 4-5. and five. They're right in it. And they're a team that is like, they just couldn't get out of their way, and I'm, I'm wanting to see more. I want to see if they're going to, you know, really push the envelope to, to see what you know, are they going to get in this or are they going to fall out of it? Are they going to keep, you know, shooting themselves in the foot? Or are they going to get rid of that and are they going to make a run? You know, that's that's where they're at right now. They're right in the middle of this. I want to say that they're right now they would be the eighth or ninth seed. And they have some teams coming up that when they play them, they're going to have implications, uh, playoff implications. Uh, and they have one this week uh, against the Green Bay Packers. So. Next up, we had the Carolina Panthers beat the Arizona Cardinals 34-10. Now, mind you, Kyler Murray didn't play. DeAndre Hopkins didn't play. J.J. Watt's out. He's probably out for the year still. The Cardinals fall to 8-2. Meanwhile, the Panthers climbed to 5-5. Five five. We saw Cam Newton come back in that game. He ran for a touchdown, threw for a touchdown. We'll see. I'm not sold on the Panthers, but uh, the Cardinals... I mean, that kind of, that was at home too. And not having those guys, it's definitely impactful. But, you know, they had their chances in, in this game and they made a lot of mistakes. Uh, Carolina has now won each of their last six games versus Arizona by 10 or more points, including the playoffs. How about that, huh? How, how about that? How about it? Next up, we had the Philadelphia Eagles best, the Denver Broncos, 30 to 13. The Philadelphia Eagles just won't go away. They improved to 4-6. and six. Meanwhile, the Broncos fall to 5-5. Five and five. Devonta Smith is the first Philadelphia rookie with two or more receiving touchdowns in a game since Week 10 of 2014. And that was, let's see, Jordan Matthews. Unbelievable. That's crazy. I'll tell you what, that was a physical game. But I got I to gotta tell you, I was very, very disappointed 
to see Teddy Bridgewater have a chance at tackling big play Darius Slay on a fumble return. He's right there on about the 42-yard line. Teddy Bridgewater can make a tackle. You know what he does? He doesn't even try. He just watches him run right past him. And in fact, he actually runs into one of his own players that stops him from trying to make the tackle. Darius Slay goes all the way for touchdowns. A big point in the game. Very disappointing. You got pads. You got a helmet. You got cleats. You got leg pads. Oh yeah, you're on the field. Oh yeah, you get paid to play. You got to make that play. You have to try to get him down. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it looks like. You have to get him on the ground. You cannot allow him to score a touchdown. You got to give your defense a chance. Very disappointing there. The Green Bay Packers beat the Seattle Seahawks 17 to nothing. First time that Russell Wilson has been shut out in his career. I'm a little joyous about that. The Seahawks fall to 3-6. and six. Meanwhile, the Packers climb to 8-2. and two. Green Bay has now won 10 straight home games versus Seattle, including the playoffs. Green Bay just, they, you know, there's not a team that's out there, like I mentioned, that I think that has, has it all. But Green Bay is pretty dang close, and that's really because number 12 is back there. I'll, I'll tell you that. Sunday night football game, week 10, we had the Kansas City Chiefs go into Las Vegas and beat the Raiders 41-14. to Now, this was a close game going up until, I'd say, about midway through the third quarter. But Patrick Mahomes was back in his Patrick Mahomes form. 406 passing yards, 5 touchdowns, no interceptions, 127.6 passer rating. The Raiders had opportunities they had opportunities to stay in the game, and they just didn't make them. The Chiefs moved to 6-4. and four. Meanwhile, the Raiders fall to 5-4. and four. And just like that, the Kansas City Chiefs are now leading their division. Just like that. Just like that. I said it, that if these other teams couldn't take advantage of Kansas City stumbling out the gates and, and, and gaining a big lead on them, that they were going to regret it, well... They are, and I don't know if Kansas City is going to relinquish it because it seems like they might be getting right just at the right time there. So a big win for Kansas City for sure. And finally, on Monday Night Football, the San Francisco 49ers stomped, and I mean stomped, punched them in the mouth, punched them in the gut, took them down, showed them who their daddy was for the fifth straight time. 31 to 10, victory over the Los Angeles Rams. The 49ers improved to 4 and 5. Meanwhile, the Rams fall to 7 and 3. We're going to talk about this game because I think there's some questions on both sides, right? And and we're going to talk about that. But Jimmy Garoppolo is now 5 and 0 career record versus the LA Rams, and isn't that crazy? Isn't that nuts? Right? I mean, you would just think and nobody picked them. I didn't even pick the Niners going into this week. I had a feeling I had a feeling, though, they always play the Rams tough. They beat them four times in a row going into Monday night. Man, oh, man. What a game by the 49ers. All right, well, that is my Week 10 rundown. I will be right back after a word from our sponsors with our Week 10 winners and losers. So this one time at B-Dubs, two friends came in for BOGO Boneless Thursdays, and one of them's hyping it up like crazy talking about how our boneless are meatier, crispier, and juicier than ever. Plus, they're buy one, get one free all day on Thursdays. That's like finding a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow and another one full of free wings. 
to the greatest of all times. Get here for boneless Thursdays at Buffalo Wild Wings. Bogo boneless wings of equal value at participating locations on Thursdays. Not valid with other offers. Size exclusions apply. While supplies last. Limit one. Fees may apply. All right, we're back. And before we talk about the Week 10 winners and losers, I got to announce the winner of the Week 10 Pick'ems is Rebecca Davis. Congratulations. You won the Week 10 Pick'em Challenge. Uh, you will have $20 in B-Dubs cash heading your way. Congratulations. You've been close, uh, but you finally broke through on this one. So congratulations, Rebecca. Uh, thanks again for listening, and thanks again for submitting your picks. All right, so my first winner of week 10 is the Minnesota Vikings. Now, I think Minnesota has the makeup to be a really, really tough team. In fact, I think that when you look at their, you know, you look at their roster, they're they're built really, really tough. But when you look at the way that they've lost some of these games, I mean, they've been their own worst enemy. So Minnesota could easily, easily be Six and three. They could be seven and two. Um, but that was a big win by the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins is hot right now. 12 touchdowns, no interceptions. And that's huge for him. He's not a guy that really throws a ton of interceptions. But, I mean, when you don't throw any and you're really converting a lot of third downs, that's that's big time. Um, his stat line on the game, 25 of 37, 294 yards, two touchdowns, obviously no interceptions. Dalvin Cook, they they were consistent with him, 24 carries, 94 yards and a touchdown. Justin Jefferson continues to go off. He was their best receiver, nine catches, 143 yards. You know, realistically, the Vikings are a team that I really, really think that is going to win some games down the stretch, and they're going to be part of that conversation. Do I do I think they have everything what it takes? I mean, I don't know. If they get out of their own way, I would say they have weapons on offense and they have enough pieces on defense, but their defense has been the problem as far as, you know, kind of letting them down. It's been their weakest point, uh, weakest part of, of their team this year. So... We'll see. I do like the makeup of their team, and I like the offensive weapons they have, and the NFL is geared towards the offense. So uh, they might be able to overcome some of their defensive shortcomings. But, you know, really tremendous job. That's a big win. That's a good Chargers team uh, that they played against and and a really, really good victory there. Next up, my next uh, Week 10 winner is the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, people have been on them. Right and rightfully so. When, when you've been to two of the last, you know, two straight Super Bowls, won one of them, and really three of the last three in a row AFC Championship games, and then all of a sudden you're you're slow out of the gates. Yeah, people are going to talk about you. Oh, you know, they figured them out. All this stuff. You know, I I think there's some of that, but I also think that you know. A, there's a good portion of the play that's been on Patrick Mahomes where, you know, he's not willing to check it down. He's not willing to take the easy completion and he'll hold the ball and he'll scramble around and he'll, he'll make some erratic throws. And he didn't do that in, in this game against the Raiders. Now he had some plays that were turnover worthy, but the Raiders just didn't make those plays. And it's almost like, Okay, he got a taste of what what it's like. I mean, 406 passing yards, five touchdowns, jeez. But again, you know, 
in the AFC, it just seems like some of these teams that are up at the top, they just don't run the ball well other, other than Tennessee. Tennessee's the one team that I when I look at they run the ball consistently. Okay, and I I want to I'll put New England in the conversation, okay? Baltimore, that's all they can do. They can't they can't throw the ball. I guess I have to take that back. I guess it's really between Kansas City and Buffalo. They're the ones that can't run it. And when you come against teams like New England, Baltimore, even Indianapolis that's kind of creeping up there, Tennessee, who's a tough football team, you know, what's that going to look like? Now, yeah, Kansas City and Buffalo, they got those stud young quarterbacks that are going to sling it all over the yard. But I'm curious uh, to what that looks like. But Kansas City, big win. Now they're in the lead of the AFC West, okay? We got what? We got set, We got eight weeks left. We got eight weeks left of the regular season. What What's going to happen? You know, one of those is going to be a buy for Kansas City, I imagine, but it it almost looked like they figured it out. And if you're in the AFC and you watch them figure it out, that's scary. Big win by Kansas City. Big win by Kansas City. Next up, oh, and this feels so good to say it, the San Francisco 49ers. Finally. I've been dogging on them because their roster, on paper, they're a really, really good football team. But they had not, you know, like a lot of these teams, they just haven't put it together. But finally on Monday night, it was really as must win. It, I will I will go as far as this. If they lose that game, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo uh, starts the rest of the year. I think... I think they're three and six at that point. I think they go with the rookie and I think they start kind of gearing some experience, right? But being four and five is a lot different than being three and six. And they're right in it. They're just a game out of the wild card spot right now. And they out physicaled the Rams. It's not like they got lucky and they won on a on a a lucky call or a game ending field goal on a lucky bounce. They dominated the Los Angeles Rams with all those stars. Von Miller got brought in there. Well, he got pancaked by George Kittle. Odell Beckham was out there, and now mind you, Odell Beckham does not have the playbook down. He just got there last Thursday. So I understand he wasn't out there a ton, but you know, they went to him early. They forced one to him late. The thing is, what's crazy to me, and I want you to think about this, and, and well, I sh- I'll talk about this later, but let's talk about the 49ers. That was a huge win. Their defense played really well. They got turnovers. The key on offense, they did not turn over the ball, which has plagued them, making mistakes. And then the other part was their third down percentage, 8 of 12 on third down. That is how you win games. Their first drive of the game went 18 plays over 11 minutes and a touchdown to start the game. And then right after that, Jimmy Ward makes an interception and runs it back for a touchdown. Boom, 14-0 and a long drive. Man, they started that game as well as they could have possibly started. That was huge. Not There were not people that thought that they were going to win that game. And that's even after they've won four in a row against the Rams. So that was a hard physical game. They, they punched L.A. in the mouth. Right in the mouth. And the and the Rams did not have an answer for it. And that's concerning for the Rams, and we'll talk about them later. But big win by the Niners. And when you look at their schedule, kind of coming down, you know, the, the that last stretch of games. 
Next week, they got Jacksonville. Then they got Minnesota. Then they got Seattle. They got Atlanta coming up. Uh, they got the Texans coming up. They'll, they'll play the Rams again to, to close out the season. But they got some favorable matchups there. And I think that that's a team that I really, really think, and this is not being a homer. I did not pick them last week to win the game. If they start playing the way that they played against the Rams, because that's the team that I had envisioned. That's a team that everybody had envisioned that had them going to the playoffs, had them in the championship game. Some of them even have them in the Super Bowl. That's a team that that we thought that we would be seeing, and they're starting to get healthy. They got two more guys coming back this week. So keep your eye on San Francisco, and Jimmy Garoppolo has been lighting it up. He has been tearing it up the last few weeks. So um, great job to uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers there. Next up, we got the New England Patriots. Now, I told you guys at the beginning of the season that they were going to be tough at the beginning of the season. I told you that they were going to be tough. Now, it's taken a while for them to figure it out. Mac Jones is getting going a little bit, right? Mac Jones is kind of figuring out his way, and he looks really, really good. But this just reminds me of a team that's just built on defense, that can score some points, that can run the ball, that's going to get some turnovers. Man, oh, man. I, I think they're going to be tough. They're going to be tough. I'm not saying they're the best team in the AFC, but they're going to be a team that if they get in it, they know playoff football. Their coach knows playoff football. They know how to win games. They know how to go 1-0. Watch out for the New England Patriots. That was a big win uh, by them over the Browns. And, and it wasn't like they squeaked it out either. 45-7. to They just smashed them. So that that's a tremendous job there by the New England Patriots. All right. Well, next up on that same thought right there, let's go to our Week 10 Losers. The Cleveland Browns. And I might have to put myself into that loser category because at the beginning of the season, when I looked at their roster, I got on this podcast and I said, watch out. Watch out for the Cleveland Browns. I think they're going to be right there. I think they might even, they were my favorite in the AFC to go to the Super Bowl. I could not be more wrong, okay? And it, I mean, I'm not the only one. There was a lot of guy, a lot of people that 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 are analysts that do this stuff for a living that had them. It is shocking to me how they're playing, and I know some of it's to injury. But hey, we're ten weeks in. Everybody's dealing with some sort of injury or COVID. Okay, it's not an excuse right now. Everybody's dealing with it, and there's not an excuse to lose forty-five to seven. To a team that's probably going to be in the playoff race when you are, you know, aspiring to be in the playoffs. It's just, it doesn't make sense to me. It does not make sense to me. It is absolutely crazy to me that the Cleveland Browns have performed the way that they have. And matter of fact, I, you know, I know this is just a week 10 loser, but you know, they've been on this a little bit and I want to kind of go over some of these games that they have lost. Okay. And tell me if you think they're a contender at this point. Okay. They lost to the chiefs 20, uh, 33 to 29. That was a close game. Okay. All right. But that's a contender that you know, that is going to be there at the end. They lost to the chargers. That's another team in the AFC that you know is going to be contending at the end. Pittsburgh Steelers. That's a divisional rival right there. 
the New England Patriots. How the San Diego Chargers. How are you going to say that you're going to compete for a Super Bowl or you're going to go deep in the playoffs if you can't beat those teams and if you can't be consistent at being a good football team? Now, Baker is beat up. It's not all on him. It's on that team. It's on that coach. They got to get it together. They have too much talent. They have too much talent. And especially where they were at the end of last year, where they were in the divisional playoff round and dang near made it to the AFC championship game in Arrowhead. Okay. So the Browns are a huge disappointment to me. I think they're a huge disappointment right now to the city of Cleveland and they got to fix it. Now they're not out of it by any means. Okay. They can still come back and make a run and all that stuff, but I just don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know how they're going to do it. Losing 45 to seven is not getting off on the right foot. I can tell you that. Next up, the Las Vegas Raiders. And listen, they were in the lead in the AFC West going into the game on Sunday night. The, the reason I have them as a loser is really, first of all, you're playing a divisional opponent that you know, that you've had success against, uh, even last year. They beat them once last year. You got fans in the stands. Things are rolling, right? I mean, you got Derek Carr. He's playing great. You got Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake. You got Darren Waller. Hunter Renfro is, I mean, he is an absolute beast. He is an absolute beast. But how are, I mean, they just had so many missed opportunities. So many missed opportunities for interceptions that they dropped to stop, to stop the Chiefs. They gave up a fake punt when they had stopped them. And then, uh, again, they dropped an interception right before the touchdown pass uh, in the uh, midway through the, the third quarter that kind of started to really put it out of reach because they were within, I want to say they were within 9 or 10 points at the time. And getting a stop was huge because they could go down there and score and get right back in it. Uh, but that was really the turning point of the game, and that was at home. It wasn't at Kansas City. Now, do I think the Raiders are done? No. No, do I, I? I think Derek Carr is a great quarterback. I think they'll 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 figure it out. But that was a bad loss. You don't. I mean, that was a big game in the aspect of playoff seating, divisional races, right? Like that was a huge game. You can get up an extra game on the Chiefs, win, beat them head to head at home, but couldn't get it done. So uh, that's a tougher loss for the Raiders. Um, I was rooting for them. Uh, they they made it really interesting, but they're, they're just not consistent. They they keep shooting themselves in the foot in, in Raider-like fashions at times. All right, next up we got the Los Angeles Rams. They have all these stars, okay? All these stars. L.A. is known for Tinseltown, right? L.A. is known for Tinseltown, but they just got beat. Tinseltown and Tweets, right? And they got punched in the mouth on Monday Night Football in primetime. Now, not just this last week. This wasn't an outlier. This has happened twice now. Back-to-back weeks. Happened with the Titans before. Happened with the Niners. So now, what they say, once is a fluke, twice is a trend. And if that's not a, a, a true statement, I just made it up. I'm going to tell you. If there's a huge passion, people are going to 
uh, teams are going to start to, to look at that. And how do you stop a really good pass rush? Well, you run right at them. You, you, you make them, you, you, you don't get into third and longs. You don't. You get into third and shorts where they have to account for everything, where they got to account for the run, they got to account for the pass. When you, it's when you get them, you know, hey, third and eight, they're going to pin their ears back. They know they can go attack the quarterback. And they will. They will. Uh, but, you know, realistically, are the Rams broken? No. But what's crazy to me, and here's what I was going to say earlier, is at the same point last year with a different quarterback who got traded to the Detroit Lions, they were 7-3. and three. Now they got Stafford. Guess what their record is? 7-3. and three. There's no improvement. And I think that's the biggest thing. And then they, they start bringing in all these all these known players. Okay, great. But man, like, you just can't. Those are the games that you got to win. You're in. You're in that that town that has, you know, all all that publicity and all these actors. Well, you want to know what? Sometimes and oftentimes, teams take on the persona of their cities. You see it with Pittsburgh all the time. Blue collar, working class type of football team. They're gritty. You know, when you go there, it's going to be tough, hard nosed football. It's not that way with the Rams. And teams are going to take on that identity. And I, I take a look. There's not a lot of teams in the NFC that can do it. But I'm going to tell you, it is a recipe to beat them, as as you can as you can tell. So uh, that was a big loss for the Rams because it happened two weeks in a row. Happened two weeks in a row. And they weren't just small losses. They were big losses. And I imagine that they're going to come out of their bye week this week. And they're going to be going after it. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see what... We'll see what happens there. All right. Next up, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, the reason I have them on this list, a tie to the Lions? Really? A tie to the Lions? And now I know that they had uh, Mason Rudolph in there. They had, uh, you know, Roethlisberger was out of there. I know it's tough, but it's also the Detroit Lions who haven't won a game in your home stadium. You cannot tie them. You cannot lose to them. You cannot tie them. The only option that you have is to beat them and beat them good. That's it. That's it. You got to win that game. Period. End of story. Okay. Now the the Steelers. If you're going to go somewhere, same same discussion I'm going to have with the Steelers right now. If you're going to go somewhere and you're going to be, you know, one of these teams that's going to compete, that's going to compete for a championship. You know, who are you going to beat? You know, what are the teams that you're going to beat? Well, let's take a look at them. All right, well, they beat the Browns. Cool, they beat the Seahawks. Okay, loss of Green Bay, loss of the Bengals, loss of the Raiders. They beat the Bills. That's good. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. They got they they got to really put some wins together. Now, they, they have a tough stretch coming up. That's what's concerning to me about this tie is they got the Chargers this week. They got the Bengals, then they got the Baltimore Ravens. They got the Vikings, Titans, Chiefs, Browns, Ravens. If that is not a gauntlet, I don't know what is, okay? And you can't lose to the Lions right before you go into that. The Lions, that's your gimme. Here you go. Win that ball game. Now let's see what you got. Now let's see what you got. And it just seems like they're declining, and uh, like last year. But last year they were undefeated till I think week eleven. They were like eleven and zero, 
And then this started happening. Well, you want to know what? I don't know, and I'm sorry to say this, Jeff. I hope that they can do it, but uh, TJ Watt went out in the game. He's going to be out at least for this next week. They have all sorts of guys out on the COVID list this week. I don't even know who they're going to be able to suit up. They might have a water boy suit up at, at wide receiver. They have a huge test after test after test after test coming up. You cannot lose to the Lions in that situation. All right. Well, that's it for my Week 10 winners and losers. Again, congratulations to Rebecca Davis for winning the Week 10 Pickums. I will be right back with my Week 11 picks and predictions after one more word from our sponsors. So this one time at B-Dubs, a couple of friends came in for football, and they asked for the best seats in the house, which is kind of a trick question, since we've got wall-to-wall TV so you can watch the game in any direction. Kind of makes every seat the best seat in the house. So when I explained all that, they just sat at the bar. Because you got to be close to the beer on game day. Buffalo Wild Wings, to the greatest of all times. Please drink responsibly. All right, welcome back. It is time for my week 11 picks and predictions. I'm excited about this. Things are starting to get interesting. Like I said, you know, games are coming down to the wire with with seemingly big playoff implications, right? So we're going to be talking a lot about playoffs coming up. And I know that it's still, you know, we're still eight weeks out. It's coming. We're going to be talking about, you know, the, this game might knock this team out. Some teams are going to be start to get eliminated. I would assume that a team like the Detroit Lions is going to get eliminated mathematically here pretty soon. The the Jets, the Texans, uh, things like that. But we're starting to get into some really meaningful football games. They're all meaningful, but like knowing what those implications are. Uh, so that's coming up. So, all right, well, let's get this going. First up on Thursday night football, kicking off at 620 Mountain Time. We have the New England Patriots at the Atlanta Falcons. Every time I see these two teams just match up against each other, and it's not often, it's just hard to get out of my mind that 28-3 to Super Bowl lead that Atlanta had on New England. Oh, that was... I, I'm sure that there's, you know, they're thinking about it as well, but... Uh, New England has won six straight games versus Atlanta. That includes the playoffs. I just think that New England's in a, I just think they're a better team right now. I think Atlanta will actually uh, play them tough. Uh, I think Atlanta will make some plays, but Bill Belichick is just a genius at taking away what you're good at. And the thing about Atlanta is I don't think there's a ton that they're good at. I think they're they're really good. I think they're good at throwing the ball. I think they're good at getting the, the ball to Kyle Pitts. Uh, they're good at Cordell Patterson running the ball. But I think New England's going to take it away. Uh, so I'm going to pick New England in that game. All right, next up on Sunday at 11 a.m., we got the Indianapolis Colts at the Buffalo Bills. Now this, the, again, this is, this is starting to get into some meaningful football. Indianapolis has kind of shown that they're kind of a hard-nosed team, right? And this is in Buffalo. Buffalo's coming off a a really good performance against the Jets. Now, they played some bad teams the last couple weeks. And I wouldn't say that Indianapolis is a bad team, but sometimes, you know, when that happens, you can kind of forget that other teams are kind of physical. Now, Buffalo has allowed fewer than 24 points in eight games this season, and that's tied for the most in the NFL Buffalo six and three. The Colts are five and five. 
It's still tough for me. Josh Allen is, in in my mind, and I think in the media's mind, he's a favorite to win the MVP of the National Football League this year. I mean, if you're going to be in that conversation, you don't lose to teams like Indianapolis uh, coming up to your place. Uh, you're going to win that game. So um, I got Buffalo beating the Indianapolis Colts. Next up, we got the Baltimore Ravens at the Chicago Bears. Now, see what I mean? These are some... Uh, meaningful games. Baltimore is coming off a really poor performance against the Miami Dolphins where Miami just basically said, hey, you're not running the ball and we're going to play man-to-man defense on the outside and you're not going to be able to do anything on it. And they didn't. Chicago's known for their defense. Okay, I wonder what they're going to do. I wonder what they are going to do. Now, Chicago has lost seven straight games following a bye week. Uh-oh, they are coming off a bye week. Oh, that's not good. You know, history always, you know, these little trends, they've been kind of showing to be true this year. They have, you know, a lot of these things. So um, Baltimore 6-3, and three, the Bears are 3-6. and six. Justin Fields is kind of coming along a little bit. I think the Bears will, I think they'll make it entertaining. I do. Um, and it wouldn't shock me if the Bears did win, but Baltimore can't lose two in a row. They can't lose coming off of Miami. They they absolutely have to come out and show out against the Bears. This is in Chicago. I'm, I'm picking Baltimore. Next up, we have the Detroit Lions at the Cleveland Browns. Now, remember when I said that Detroit is playing pretty tough, right? Only problem is they might be without their quarterback this week in Jared Goff. Uh, they are activating their backup quarterback off of IR, and he's getting some starting reps. And Dan Campbell hasn't been particularly happy with Jared Goff and how he's been playing. Matter of fact, he's been kind of vocal in the media about it. Now Detroit goes to Cleveland, where Cleveland, on paper, they should beat the heck out of the Detroit Lions. They should. But they should have done it several other times this year. Detroit has won four straight games against Cleveland. I'm still picking the Cleveland Browns. Don't worry. I'm not going to do that to you. I don't think you're going to lose against Detroit. I do think Detroit is going to fight. I mentioned that. I think they're going to fight all the way through the end of this season. I do think they're going to win some games. I will say this. If Detroit beats Cleveland, you can flush Cleveland down the toilet this year. Done. There's They have no business in being any sort of playoff conversations, okay, if Cleveland loses to Detroit. And I will say that they will be my biggest loser next week if they lose this game. But I got Cleveland. I got them beating the Detroit Lions. Next up, you got the Houston Texans at the Tennessee Titans. I mean, there's not much to talk about here. The Texans are one and eight. The uh, Titans are eight and two. Tennessee's won six straight games, which is the longest single season streak since 2008. Tennessee Titans. If you're in a survivor pool and you haven't picked the Tennessee Titans yet for some reason, like I haven't, oh, I'm picking them this week. I am picking them this week. The Titans are a lock to beat the Houston Texans. Next up, oh, things are getting interesting now. Things are getting interesting. We got the Green Bay Packers at the Minnesota Vikings. Devontae Adams has five receiving touchdowns in two games versus Minnesota in 2020. He gets in that end zone against them. We got Aaron Rodgers back. But Kirk Cousins playing well. They're they're home. I don't think this is going to be a gimme by any means. I just think that Green Bay 
they're playing good on defense, which is something that you don't say about Green Bay very often, right? I think I think their their offense really carries the way and their defense will be opportunistic. I see their defense really stepping it up. Their their young corner, I believe his name's Eric Stokes, has played really, really well. Of course, Jair Alexander does. They're really coming along in that defense. I think they're going to be tough. I, I think Green Bay is just in a really good spot right now. I got Green Bay beating Minnesota in this game. Next up, boy, I want this to be the toilet bowl so bad, but, I mean, Miami just beat Baltimore. It's kind of hard. But So I got Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets. Now the Jets are going to start quarterback Joe Flacco uh, at the helm there. Zach Wilson's still out, and after Mike White last week, he, he really threw the ball to the other team way too many times. And what Miami did to Baltimore, I just think, you know, I know Miami is sitting there in not a very good position. Uh, they're 3-7. and seven. The Jets are 2-7. and seven. Miami has won six of the last seven games versus the New York football Jets. I got Miami. I got Miami winning this game. Next up, we got the New Orleans Saints at the Philadelphia Eagles. This one is going to be a tough football game. Uh, I think... You know, for Philadelphia, I think this is a must-win game. And here's why. So Philadelphia is sitting at four and six. The Saints are sitting at five and four. Now, the Saints have Trevor Simeon sitting back there. I know they got Alvin Kamara. They got Mark Ingram uh, back. But Philadelphia is averaging 32.7 points per game since week eight, and that's the second most in the NFL. They're kind of getting going, okay? And their defense is kind of getting going. It's it's really tough out there, okay? But I just don't think that Jalen Hurts is going to be able to be that consistent against the New Orleans Saints defense. Oh, yeah, you forgot. That Saints defense is pretty damn good. They get after the quarterback. Uh, they have the ability to lock down uh, the receivers on the outside. Not that Philadelphia really has... A lot of guys that would scare you, I'll say Devonta Smith is really coming into his own in the middle of his rookie year. Um, they also opened up the practice window for Miles Sanders to come back. Uh, so that will help them. They, If they're going to beat New Orleans, it's got, they got to play perfect. I think they would have to play perfect, opportunistic uh, style defense. Uh, take some, you know, get some takeaways, not turn over the ball on your own, really, you know, run the ball really well. Um, so I think Philadelphia could do it. But I got New Orleans in this game. I, I just think that the New Orleans defense is built for what Philadelphia does. I think they match up really, really well. Um, as long as Trevor Simeon doesn't make mistakes, as long as that, that offense doesn't make mistakes, I think New Orleans has what it takes to win. Next up, we got the Washington football team at the Carolina Panthers. Is it going to be Cam Newton starting? Is it? I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I'm not sold on Cam Newton, by the way. He yeah he can run a two yard he's one of the best short yardage quarterbacks in NFL history okay yeah I, I'd expect him 240 pounds being able to run the ball he did throw one good pass it was a short pass but at quarterback having to throw down the field I'm not sold um, I like what the Washington football team did last week to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, they did have a big uh, a big injury to Chase Young who's out for uh, the season with an ACL. Um, Carolina has allowed 173.7 passing yards per game this season. That's the fewest. So they're going to be uh, doing really well against the pass. But I, I still see, I, I just see Washington being scrappy. 
I, I think Washington's going to be scrapping if Carolina, uh, you know, they're without Sam Darnold, and I'm not saying that Cam Newton's a huge upgrade. I actually think that Cam Newton's a downgrade because at least Sam Darnold can throw the ball down the field, whereas I don't think that Cam can anymore. He really – it just doesn't look right coming out of his hand. So I'm picking Washington uh, uh, to beat the Carolina Panthers. Next up, we got the San Francisco 49ers traveling down to Jacksonville. The uh, 49ers are 4-5 and five coming off a big win on Monday Night Football against the Rams, and the Jaguars are 2-7. and seven. Jimmy Garoppolo, the last uh, – so he's – 109.8 passer rating since week eight, and that is the highest passer rating in that time frame in the NFL. I just think that there's I, this now they could come out and lay an egg, okay, based off of what I've seen earlier this year. You and I both know it, and they've done that. I just think that Rams win was a defining moment in their season, and they happen for every team, right? Whether you're going to lose or you're going to win. And to me, I just think that was too much of a defining moment for that team to go and lay an egg against Jacksonville. Plus, they're getting some guys back. They're getting Dre Greenlaw back. Jaquiski Tart's coming back. Elijah Mitchell had a broken finger, but he should be able to play in this game. I just think that, and Debo Samuel, mind you, wow, that guy is unbelievable. I got the 49ers. I don't. I, I think they're going to keep that momentum. I think they're going to get to 500. And I think they're really going to get it uh, going. But they can't lose to Jacksonville, and they need to come out, and they just need to, to play really, really well for four quarters. Next up, I got San Francisco, by the way. I don't know if I said that. Uh, next up, we got the Cincinnati Bengals at the Las Vegas Raiders. This is another one of those games I'm talking about with the Vegas Raiders. You got to beat these teams. You got to beat these teams. Both of the teams right now, Bengals 5-4, and four, Raiders 5-4, and four, Home team is 7-1 and one in this matchup since 1998. Let's see who's at home. Las Vegas is. They're coming off a tough loss against a divisional opponent. I They're going to want to bounce back, and I think Cincinnati is a perfect opponent for them coming in. Um, I think the, Ve- the Las Vegas match up really well with them. I'm picking Las Vegas in that game. I really think that they're going to that they're going to beat Cincinnati. I don't think they're going to stomp on them, uh, but I would say that they, they might win by seven to eight points. Now, this is a juggernaut. We got the Dallas Cowboys at the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City's coming off a huge win against a divisional opponent. Dallas is coming off a big win against the Atlanta Falcons. Dallas is going to get tested now. It's time for them to get tested. They're going to go into Kansas City. Kansas City has all this firepower. Dallas has this new and improved defense led by Dan Quinn. Micah Parsons might be the defensive player of the year, uh, rookie defensive player of the year. I, I'm going to go with Dallas. Reason being, I think they're going to get after Patrick Mahomes. I think he's going to throw a, an interception to Tavon Diggs or Trayvon Diggs. And I think Dallas is going to be consistent on offense. And I think that their offense is better than Kansas City's defense, who has been improving lately. I got Dallas. I got Dallas winning this game in Kansas City. Uh, I think it'll be a close game. It's going to be a lot going on. That's that's a big game. Um, but I got Dallas in it. Next up, we got the Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks. This is a must win for Seattle. I mean, flat out. They're 3-6 and six right now. There's no way, no way that they can lose this game. Arizona has scored 30 or more points in each of its five road games this season. Cardinals are 8-2. and two. 
Seahawks are three and six. Kyler Murray is trending to being active in this game. He may be back. And that's a huge spark for that team. Now, I know it's tough to go up in Seattle and play. And these two teams always play each other really, really tough. But I got the Cardinals winning this game. If they get their guy back, I, I don't see Seattle's defense as, as being able to really slow that uh, that Cardinals offense down enough to win the game. I think Russell Wilson, uh, he'll be, but he looked off. I mean, that was the first time he's ever got shut out. Um, and that Arizona defense is no slouch. So I think they're going to be going after uh, Russell Wilson in this. So I got the Cardinals beating the Seattle Seahawks. All right, next up on Sunday Night Football, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, Pittsburgh has a lot of questions in this game, particularly to who's going to be available. Ben Roethlisberger is on the COVID list. Um, I know uh, Minka Fitzpatrick's also on the COVID list. Okay. I don't know. And there, there's a number of guys. And it's a it's it's a growing list. Okay. Now, they're not going to cancel the game. I mean, they're going to have some other guys in there you know, playing. Uh, but this is a big game. This is, I mean, the worst timing that you could possibly have this stuff be happening. Pittsburgh is one of two uh, undefeated teams since week five. Okay. I just think that they, I, I, I got the Chargers in this game. Chargers coming off a tough, a tough loss. Pittsburgh has a lot of questions on who's going to be available. That's a lot of chatter going on all week. Not knowing if somebody's going to play, not knowing if they're going to be available. It's just uneasy. It's uneasy in flag football. It is. It's une- it's uneasy when you go play city flag football and you don't know who's going to show up, let alone an NFL game. Okay, with all those, it, it it is a confidence booster knowing if your guys are healthy and available, and it's also a confidence just kicking the pants when you don't know who's going to be available. I got the Chargers winning this game on Sunday Night Football. Um, yeah, I I think they're going to if Mason Rudolph's back there, Bosa's going to eat. Uh, but Bosa's also on that COVID list too, by the way. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I think he is vaccinated. I'm not sure. And then Monday Night Football, we got the New York Football Giants at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This has a get-right game written all over it. Now, Tampa Bay, I shouldn't say Tampa Bay, I should say Tom Brady, he does have some issues with the New York Giants in some really big games. I'm not sure. Pretty sure. Yep. Yep. Two Super Bowls. He lost to them. And it just seems like the Giants, for whatever reason, I, and I'll say that's maybe more against New England. Maybe it's a New York-Boston thing. But the Giants just play them tougher. But, you know, down in Tampa Bay, I think there's just too many question marks about the Giants. Now, the Giants did beat the Raiders a couple weeks ago. They did. This is in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's lost two in a row. Tampa Bay's got to have this game. And there's no way that they're going to lose this game. Tampa Bay is 4-0 four at, four at home this season. Tampa Bay 6-3. and three. Giants three and six. I got the Buccaneers. I got the Buccaneers. I got the Buccaneers. All right. And for my total points this week, I got 41. All right. All right. That's it for my week 11 picks and predictions. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's going to be some really interesting smash mouth, high intensity football coming up over the next eight weeks. Can't wait to share it with you. Can't wait to talk all about it. Uh, But for now, till week 11's over and we get to talk about that. Peepcast, I'm out.